To fly over territory podcast uh, on a, I don't know if I'd say gloomy, but definitely humid, definitely sticky uh, May 23rd evening. Uh, springtime in Minnesota has apparently come and gone, and we're just in the dog days of summer here, weather wise. But uh, it's nonetheless brighter, uh, brighter and sunnier days ahead. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with me, as always, uh, is co host Dave. Dave, how are we doing? Woody, can you repeat what day it is? Uh, specifically, the date. Let's let's uh, let's let's acknowledge that uh, one more time. Yes, uh, it is May twenty third, uh, two thousand twenty one. Um, we are recording in, on, on, uh, during the evening. It's eight forty eight tonight. Uh, which, looking outside, sliver of sunlight left. Love to see that. Yep. Um, yep. That's probably about the uh, end of the optimism, though. For 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 the foreseeable future of this podcast. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the uh, the key bit there is for the foreseeable future or just <laughs> just fully embrace the darkness. Uh, I, I, May 23rd, we had promised a week ago to have a verdict uh, delivered on this Minnesota Twins 2021 season. That May 15th deadline was extended to May 16th because I believe they won on the 15th. And then I think just apathy kicked in, much like many of the players on the Minnesota Twins uh, current organization. And here we are, May 23rd, fresh on the heels, Woody. Let's like extend that optimism just a little bit further. An extra innings Minnesota Twins victory highlighted by a Kyle Garlic for all of you holding large amounts of Kyle Garlic signed memorabilia and or baseball cards, aging cousin Scotty. Great day for you. Great day for the Twins to throw that uh, that piece off their back. And now I think, am I correct in remembering, they are one in nine in extra inning games now? Uh, I believe so. And I also believe this is the only extra inning game that we have scored the runner from second in the 10th inning. Yes, and this was scored on a three-run home run by Kyle Garlick. So, I mean, that's one way to do it. Sure, I, I just would imagine that any other baseball team would be able to put ball in play, move the runner to third, and then have two chances to run across. But, you know, sample sizes. So that is the end of my optimism because despite an extra innings victory, uh, I believe you and I are both fully united in the cause of placing several strategic amounts of large explosive devices around this paper construct of a roster starting detonating. Just boom, boom, boom. Cruise, see ya. Anderson Simmons, see ya. I don't care. They're all gone. Be ridden. Go free. Go somewhere else. Trades have already begun to occur in Major League Baseball. I believe the Brewers made a trade with Seattle. Uh, Miami, right? Miami, okay. Uh, so we had talked about maybe on a pod or off pod, kind of like you don't want to be that last team to the party. And if this is already kind of the writing is on that proverbial wall, it's time. Just it's 
I, I am disappointed to see it come, but you know what? I'd rather watch Trevor Larnick and Kirilov, Alex Kirilov, figure it out for the next four or five months than any of these other players they have in place right now. And just that that's where I'm at. So my, my biggest question from a twins perspective, and I'll just dwell on this just a little bit, Woody is so we have decided that May 23rd is here and this team is not going to contend. And it is time to look into the future, the future. I think we are both uh, in agreement that unless moves can be made now to somehow bring about some positive changes for the future. This is not a playoff club potentially until 2023, 2024. It is going to take years to rebuild a playoff contending roster with this team. And I would rather start that process now than later. So if you are that front office collective that instead of doing the KG, like we're still trying to see if there's no, crazy things happen in baseball. They don't. Uh, Woody, what would you do? What's the first thing you do in that GM space of picking up the phone, calling around? What do you prioritize? And maybe you can dash a little bit of uh, realistic prognostication here and say like, hey, we can talk until we're blue in the face about like how great it would be to put these pieces in place. But what do you see happening from this twin standpoint? And what, what, I guess first, what would you like to do and then what do you think is actually going to happen there? There's a better uh, little path uh, yeah. for you to tiptoe with, uh, <laughs> with grace and deference to this incredible brain trust in the Twins front office. You know, it's uh, quick, quick uh, correction. It's not Miami. It was Tampa. It was Willie Adamez. And then I think a pitcher went to Milwaukee and, they got two pitchers in. They're they're just clearing the space, uh, the room for their uh, shortstop of the future um, in Tampa. So that was really all the trade was. Uh, which hey, I don't know. Tampa Bay has made more World Series since they've come into the league than we have. Uh, I believe they have made two, and we've made zero since this is ninety eight. Is that the first year? Ninety seven, I believe, was the. Uh... Was it? Hmm. Either way, late nineties. We have not made a World Series. Tampa Bay has made two. 2003. Okay. Or Tampa um, Bay. Tampa Bay has made several. And then I forgive yeah. me. Miami has oh, yeah, won. Yeah. Two. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the Marlins made it in 97 and in, 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 in 03. Yeah. I was uh, Tampa. Tampa is more kind of, hey, stud prospect coming up the ranks. We have a pretty good uh, position player who could command, you know, a, a four years, $48 million contract. That's a good deal. Hey, I, I think that's a, a, a very, uh, realistic kind of ballpark estimate of what Willard uh, Adamas could get. You know what they do? They kick his ass out of town because we got the next thing coming in. <laughs> like, please, like that is what that's related to your question. Like what we need to start looking at. And uh, while one uh, Aaron Sabato uh, card owner now away from this saying, Hey, you know, he might be a couple, couple of seasons away still so I, I don't think that's a full-on like let's just start clearing out certain spots for guys i do think though that like you said a couple fan favorites are in here but at the end of the day uh prioritize winning and competing over whether or not when you go to the ballpark to watch a 44 and 64 uh 
like professional baseball team, whether or not you like the second baseman or whether or not you like the left fielder, right? Like if you, if you want to like players, go watch the saints down the road. It's a lot cheaper. The beer is cheaper. Uh, fun time. You'll like everybody there. You can cheer for them. You can be a huge Homer. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But at the professional level, like I don't, it's easier for me to go the other way and say, who are guys that you would like to keep around? Uh, untouchables there's zero for me there are zero untouchables the only one that was close before a hip strain quad strain uh was byron buxton but like he was which we talked about you know ad nauseum off pod and on pod he was working his way towards a very dangerous extension for both him and for us so like at the same time while it's like hey would love to have arguably when healthy a like in the conversation of best center fielder in baseball uh at the, if it's going to cost you $30 million a year for eight years of that. And literally in the season, he's, he's proving he's probably worth 30 million. He gets hurt. And it's like, I, so there's zero untouchables on the team. That's kind of, what's just short answer there. Uh, Guys I would like to see on the, on the team. And and I keep going with, because I think there's something there. Uh, Arias Kepler. um, This list is short. (laughs) Um, man uh like barrios if he's the third starter if we're doing this thing where it's like i think he's a first or second then honestly like uh, i guess we need someone to pitch like so at the same time like let's let's not get too crazy uh and then it's like kirillov and larnik one of the two of them but the other one because they're the identical same player probably have to go and like that's kind of it um polanco who lost his position and now is like in jeopardy of maybe like not having a spot because if Arias is doing fine at second and seems to have some cohesion with Simmons at short, although Simmons, this is very easy. Just get rid of him and bump Polanco back in. But I like, have like the defense. I have liked anytime a ball gets hit to shortstop this year, you're just like, Oh, it's good. Like, and there's like no thought about it. Um, but after that, literally anybody and the older you are, the quicker I want you gone. So it's like, just, just move on. I don't know. Where, yep. Where's your list at? I, it's it's I, I had Barrios just kind of on like <laughs> one of those moments where I, I keep thinking about this as, you know, not only is 2021 scuttled, but what we were what was the plan going into this that we were going to compete this year and then some variation of this same core, you know, you were going to have to find some way to replace Cruz. Uh, Donaldson would still be producing. So, you, you could, but at this point in time, I, with 2021 being shot and the, the ship three-fourths of it underwater already, if not the whole damn thing. You know, the whole damn thing's underwater. It's sinking. It's sunk. Uh, that's 2022 out the window for me as well. So then even more so is just like I, I'm clean, clean slate whatsoever, unless you're Polanco and Kepler just because the contract you can you can do just fine with that and maybe even shoot that's a chance to move those guys um this this is not necessarily paving the way for the triple a club to be playing here at the big leagues or the double a club uh personnel to be playing at target field but honestly why not why not give nick gordon every single at bat you can why not give kirloff why not give larnick why not let rooker up and see what you have there so that that same point of your untouchable list mine mine mirrors that but also is still kind of like at this point of just beyond bemused 
befuddlement as to like how bad this has gone as like a knee-jerk reaction. It's just like everybody and anybody from that standpoint. So with, with that kind of being said, where we are both in agreement and kind of like just, just anything you can move, any return on that to strengthen your club two to three years down the road in getting players that have an upside for that longer term, not an immediate return. Like that's what we're doing here. And we're, we're going to be in a rebuilding stage quicker than we could have ever imagined. Uh, what with how we see this shaking out, Woody, do you feel the twins will end up doing from, from a sheer standpoint of like understanding that they might not capitulate until we think it's too late, which is now, uh, and we'll be saddled with several of these pieces and, and you can't really do much with them. And maybe you just can't move a guy like Donaldson. Maybe nobody wants a Simmons, you know, all of these pieces where it's easy to say, like, everybody's available, get rid of them all. What do we actually see being the difference between this lineup uh, the beginning of the season at the end of this in comparison to September, October? Yeah. I, I think it's after this off season and, Nothing. Granted, again, it's not like he oh, he might make the all-star team just because, you know, who, who else is going to make it? But um, to watch Liam Hendricks just walk off the mound and do like a half-assed Trevor Bauer, in, uh, like uh, mimicking Conor McGregor, like arm flail as he like beats the, at the time, probably like 16 and 25 twins. It's like, cool, Liam. Um, but... <laughs> it's evident that like top relief guys don't want to come here and sign here. Right. So I'd really, and it can't be one year deals, you know, flips and they realistically can't be North of 33. Right. Unless they're truly elite, which probably doesn't exist. So I'd like to see like cruises. Let's be, he's 40. Right. And yeah, he on it. He's still, obviously if you're a, a AL team can still hit the shit out of the ball. So like, it, it can happen. He's batting, I believe, you know, 290 still. I, I put him at being a guy that was going to be like a 285, you know, 34 and like 95 slash line guy this year. So he's as a DH. If you're a team that's just missing a DH, he is a professional designated hitter. Uh, if it wasn't for the PED kind of like issues, he's probably on track to be a Hall of Famer um, and still playing really well. I, I think I would like to think that you could get back a younger bullpen arm that has some upside. And that's probably realistically the best you're going to be able to do with him. Maybe you could flip him for a younger positional player. The problem is the, the level of that guy that would be coming in is going to be in the mix of what we already kind of have a name that you would maybe be able to flip him for would be like, like, and I don't specifically, but like this level, like a Gavin Lux, what is Gavin Lux going to do for us? And that's the problem, right? It's going to be just thrown in the mix. So him, yeah. Donaldson, like you said, the contract's iffy. But, like, Simmons is a one-year deal. You got to get rid of him unless you're going to resign him. And then resign him right now. Give him a, a three-year, $27 million extension. Cool. I think that's fair. Um, incentives where it's like, hey, if you do certain things, we can bump it up a couple million each year and you can be above 10. That's fair. I, uh, I'm i cool with that. Uh, but then figure out what you're going to do with Polanco or Arias. Um, there's not somebody on this roster as it's constructed now that could fetch you a pitch, like a, a top of the yep. rotation arm. So yep. that's an issue. And so you start to like, as we mentioned off pod, right before we start recording, 
what what's worse slash better however you want to frame that question is it is it better to have high expectations but underachieve or is it better to have low expectations but overachieve um and right now we're obviously having high expectations for this twin team, and they're underachieving which is long-term better the problem is we set that up with years of low expectations overachieving to the point where we don't have the ammunition to go get uh an arm that's out there and so there's no way that we can make our team better and that's where that's all the, the conversation you kind of have to have where it's like, hey, if we could just move Royce Lewis, Kirillov or Larnick, Rooker, uh, uh, Blazovic, uh, Dur- uh, uh, Duran, uh, whoever our, our other top arms are, right? And we could go get three or four like all-star level players to come back. We would. Nobody wants our young guys. And our young guys aren't really even that young anymore. So... I think we got to blow it up. The quicker, the better. Like I said, it's better to be first. If you're, what's the Ricky Bobby line? Uh, if you're not first, you're last. You're last. That's kind of it. I, this is, I'm pausing and recognizing like that moment that nobody wants our farm system as it exists. Nobody has any interest. None. There's nothing there that moves any other team's needle to bring in a number one or a number two starter. And maybe there needs to be a pause to be like, you got Kenta Maeda for Bruzdar Gratterall last season. And that was a coup of a move from what you, from what you got from him last year. And Kenta just hit the 10 day IL of course. And it's just like, we don't even have a Gratterall to move for uh, somebody that was just like perfectly positioned for us to swoop in and grab and did, did overachieve, potentially and now has regressed back to some kind of means slash has been much worse than that it has really not panned out for the twins 2021 wise but we don't even have bruised our gratterall level individuals at double a triple a rookie ball anywhere across single a anywhere to 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 be that piece to to package so i that's just I'm, I'm weighing this like tragic kind of sea of nothing nothingness and that means that we have to draft and produce starting pitching like that doesn't happen overnight that 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 does not happen overnight it it will not so unless and again pulling up what fan graphs has in terms of our top starters a 22 year old Jordan Balazovich, a 23-year-old Johan Durand, and they are it for arms until you get into like 13, 14, 15, 16 in terms of top-rated prospects for the Minnesota Twins organization. There is not a Casey Mize slash seven other dudes like Detroit has groomed and built their pitching staff. And maybe, Woody, this is kind of the other thing is approaching this from the perspective of the Twins drafting-wise, Buxton, Lewis, Gordon, position players, top of the draft, have set us up in this space as well. Like, if those had been any of the arms all throughout this time or you had the ability to build starting pitchers and have them kind of in the pipeline, which we just – when have the Twins ever been able to do that as well? It's – it. We've never done that. And we've never given any time or space for that. We go out and pick up J.A. Happ 
and Shoemaker each year and just set us our, our we can continue to do that, but now you're, then you're going to be in the situation we are in right now. So it, it's, it's hitting me really hard that we don't have the trade pieces to bring in top pitching, nor do we have on paper top pitching prospects, which means we'll have to somehow, how do you, how do you, how do you somehow conjure up a number one and a number two starter? Because Jose Barrios isn't a number one. He isn't a number two. He's maybe a number three on a very shit. Is Jose Barrios the number three starter on the Chicago White Sox? Maybe he's going to have to fight off like Dallas Keuchel for that, which I give the ball to Dallas Keuchel as far as I'm concerned. I digress. I, I just so if we don't have any pitching, they're absolutely and categorically fucked. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's who's uh, going to pitch uh, next year? <laughs> who's going to pitch? Um, maybe, maybe we can go and and steal like a uh, God, who's that lanky lefty that went back to Seattle after playing for the Yankees? Paxton. Yeah, maybe we can steal James Paxton for like twelve million next year or something. Um, no, it's exactly it's like and it's we could go free agent wise, but we're, we we haven't ever. And... <laughs> it's yeah. Here's the ironic part. Like I was I was gonna text you this the other day is that the new ads that not only are they doing live reads during the game with Dick Bramer about this, it's posted everywhere. I got an email about it. I almost forwarded you the email with just like me just hold like just smashing like set a timer for 90 seconds and then just start with the letter l and follow with o and just go back and forth as many times <laughs> as i can with, for 90 seconds and sending that email forward of literally they're selling tickets to the rest of the game for five dollars yep. is this i didn't i didn't know it was 1997 we're back at the metrodome five dollars yep. dave that's where we're at uh, it, this is talk about a squandered opportunity and, and this is you and i were talking about how from our our perspectives, how special this NBA playoff run is shaping up to be. And there might be, I, I was thinking about this too, there might be something special about this 2021 MLB baseball season too. Like it, it does have a semblance. And before we leave baseball, I, I, I have something to tie back into that. So I won't forget that. But the Twins are completely out of that. Completely out of that. All the good grace that your fan base was going to give you with like hey we're pulling through a pandemic like it's just great to watch baseball that's all you have left that and like a joe mauer semi-celebrity home run derby that's all the twins have from a selling point unless byron buxton comes back because i'll pay money to watch byron buxton play baseball but that's it that's it five dollar cheap like i'm out and like do something normal. Go to a ball game. It doesn't matter what the team is on the field. Don't worry about that. Just pay us $5 so you can come in and like get out of the house right now. That's how bad the Twins are. Plus, the other note on their marketing-wise, have you noticed how they? this is like, there's always dot, dot, dot this season. It's just like, it's the most ironic, uh, you know, kind of like comeuppance of an advertising uh, campaign that I, I'm just again we 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 sold high, sold very high, and now we're left holding the bag. We were shorted. We attempted to short. How would we make a good like comparison to the GameStop uh, stock experience here? We are the <laughs> we 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 bought when 
Robinhood literally announced that they're going to restrict trading. Uh, we bought at an all-time high. Yep. Um, I bought the day before all this happened. So I had like one day of like to the moon. And then literally <laughs> the rest of my experience was just like constant headaches and watching this thing tank because of just market <laughs> manipulation. I digress though. Um, I will hold up this on the screen though. And if you had to guess before this started of before this, meaning the, like the, the twins marketing uh, fiasco that's going on right now, what would cost more attending a Minnesota twins home b- baseball game this year or this one pack of <laughs> Topps Chrome uh, 2020 WWE trading card. And, and, and someone would have told me, you're going to spend more money and you're going to buy this first on one pack of said Topps Chrome 2020 WWE cards over a Twins game. Yep. I, I, I was like, no way. There's not a chance. But here we are. And this is where Long kind of like play on this, kind of bringing this point up is, they're going to use this as an excuse to cut payroll next year. We didn't have fans. We didn't. Hey, we had to sell tickets for $5. Hey, teams like we didn't do that. Well, that's on us, but you guys didn't show up and buy our $18, 16 ounce Coors lights. Like, you know, it's coming. They already tried to pull it of, Hey, we're going from 140 to 120. That's why we can't do certain things. That's why J.A. Happ's pitching every five games. That's why Shoemaker, for some fucking reason, is still on this team. Um, honestly, like, Colome just gives up bombs, and I'm just like, well, whatever. Like, this sucks. Like, I don't think Alex asked for this. Shoemaker, though, like, he, he, I'm more frustrated he gets to pitch every five games than Colome. At this point, Colome gets thrown in there. It's like, listen, we already threw Ostadio two days ago. His arm's pretty tired. So, like, he's also catching right now. Um, <laughs> So, like, go out there, whatever, ruin the 10th inning. We didn't think we'd be here anyways. It's Bieber. Like, we can justify that. And then two pitches later, game's over. But, uh, like, you know it's coming. And that's why, like, I think Polanco, Kepler, Arias, Sano, uh, we might have a Torrey Hunter, Byron Buxton situation on our hands where we just let the contract ride out and let him go play somewhere else, which, again – because of what it's going to cost, I don't know. I'm not saying I love it, but I don't know if I'm in a disagreement with that. Um, Tory Hunter was a little bit different, but like the scenario with Bucks and of just how many injuries. Listen, yeah. Luis Roberts out for 12 weeks with the same injury, and we're going to try to rush Buxton back, who has injury problems his whole career. I just don't like it. I just think you just shut him down for the 12 months. Like, this sucks. He's maybe an MVP this year, but now he's going to play – 65 games, but at least we're not dealing with this. I don't know. It's just, I think any cheap, like professional baseball player contracts we can keep, we're going to do it. And anyone that makes double digits, which is nobody I named right there, I think Sano might make 10, but I think they're gone. And we might be seeing the re- returning to the, you know, late 90s, early 2000 twins, but just in 2022 form. Oh, also, by the way, Dave, don't worry about it. We're not playing baseball next year because the CBA is not going to happen. So that's right. Great point. Uh, go over some of our earlier content to talk about how important it was to win this year because there wouldn't be a season next year. <laughs> so enjoy baseball while you can. Please get out to uh, CHS field where the ticket will be slightly more than Woody's uh, aforementioned four card pack of WWE. Uh, I believe it's a crossover between No Mercy and SmackDown, including some of your favorite current. And yeah, you get a little uh, bit of everybody. Yeah, 
It's a uh, it's a quality product. I'm not throwing. Hey, it's for six no. bucks. It's better than watching the Twins lose ten nothing. That hey. is absolutely true. Now, on on the I think we've kind of kind of covered some ground about like what are they actually going to do, and a lot of it's actually you know with that five dollar ticket package, and it's scary to kind of like project this out. Like it's we play baseball next year. Man, I am just like now like sick to my stomach over how bad the Twins could be for several seasons in a row. And there, there really isn't like, kind of asking what will they actually do, knowing full well that it's actually kind of like I understand there's not much they can do. Baseball, the, the Twins front office. And at some point in time, it's like you made your best guess this year. You, you tried to put something together and it didn't work out. And now you're really left holding the bag. I, I That's your job. That's on you guys. Um, you're going to have to find a way out of it or try to sell that or we're just going to slip back into God forbid, early 2010s, that was 13, 14, 15 seasons in the mid-90s. Like, we can weather the storm. We are stronger. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe now we're just like that youthful enthusiasm is uh, harder and harder to conjure up as we've talked at length off the air about our future of our softball squad. Uh, but Woody, I wanted to, while we were on baseball and just kind of like talking about how this might be like a really fun season. I was wondering, without looking, could you, on the spot right here, list off all six divisional leaders in the AL and the NL, going east to west, starting in the AL? Is it still Boston? It is still Boston, in a dead tie with Tampa Tampa Bay. Not only is Tampa God, Bay. Again, oh, Tampa, again. <laughs> Hey, he's ready to throw something out the other there. Hey, let's let's jettison out our, our our ace of our staff and our only like pitching prospect that's actually developed into like a elite kind of guy and Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, and then uh like proceed to just be I don't know through pretty much end of May right uh be in first place with a team that nobody thought would be here, so we know they're gonna fall off. Um, yeah. it's unbelievable. And then also, by the way, doing this well in first place and not using that as an excuse to not trade Willie Adamas to clear path for. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, I'm blanking on the prospect's name. Who is it? It's it's Franco, right? Wanda Franco. Wanda. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, oh my god. I, only maybe if you would have did this yes. with Royce Lewis, he wouldn't have been like jogging with the double airs and towards ACL this year, and maybe we'd have our starting center fielder figured out. Um, <laughs> but heading to the AL Central. <laughs> uh, Central. It should be. It should be Chicago. It is right. Chicago. Twenty six yep. and nineteen. We head out west. Ooh, this one's tricky. Uh, and maybe it's not that tricky. It's not uh, that tricky. Okay. Uh, I mean, what you have Oakland, Seattle, Texas, Anaheim. Who am I missing? Oakland, Seattle, Texas, Anaheim, Houston, Houston. Who you're missing? So it's Houston then, right? No. Who? Oakland. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, so I had this backwards. I thought this is where I tricked myself. I thought Oakland was in fifth. I'd flip that. Okay. Nope. That. And this is this is where it gets, in my opinion, like it's wonderful to like sit back here. Maybe this is actually just a sign of like baseball being a hot mess, even more so. But the NL East, could you, with your life on the line, let us know who is the, the NL East? Excuse me, NL East leader at present. They went four and six in their last ten games as well. Here, <laughs> they're just two games above five hundred. <laughs> NL East, which gives us, 
I believe Marlins. I believe it's Braves, Mets. Uh, who else is in the NL East? Nationals. And who's the other NL team up there? Phil- Phillies? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the Phillies, right? It is not the Phillies. Nope. They are under 500, but in second place. So they got that going for them with the NL leading Mets uh, atop the standings right as of towards the end of the baseball day today. Yeah. yeah. They uh, dodged a bullet getting the ground back, not having to shut him down for yep. the year. So, man. Yep. Central. Yeah, yeah, another wonderful kind of a hot mess, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the usual suspects. And it's the usual suspect that leads this pack. Which would give us Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, Reds. Who's the last central team? I'm blanking on this. Mentioned multiple times in the podcast already in trades with the Rays. Are the Brewers in first? Brewers are not in first. Okay. Uh I lean towards the Cardinals? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the team we are all pulling for out west, holding on to first place. And maybe this is the good line, uh, the good, the feel good story, hopefully, of the year. And they can kind of like ride into this. Because uh, I was just thinking about, holy crap, I don't want to see any of these teams in the playoffs. Are the Padres hanging on? Padres are hanging on by a game at a baseball best 30 and 17 record. So, I take back and swallow everything I said about this being a wonderful, magical season for baseball because there's only one team I'd want to see play in the postseason, and that's the Padres amongst all six of those teams being listed. Uh, so this this is kind of like this space may, our team's sinking fast, uh, sunk, whatever kind of reference we want to make. Baseball itself, is it holding interest for you outside of kind of twins misery, Woody? And has that baseball interest, if any, Extended over to our other A B topic of for our podcast trading cards, and I think I'm going to answer that no as you're holding up WWE sports cards. So I just kind of wanted to make that that quick attempt at a transition to say like we're in the dog days of summer already. We're a bit of the dog days for like baseball cards, especially. So where where are you at, kind of with with the card side of the bit right now? outside of chasing twins prospects in the hopes of cashing in on a 2024, 2025 playoff run. You know, it's, it, it was nice to go and just like no pressure, go buy a bunch of packs. So like, was that two days ago? I just spent more money than I should on just random hobby packs and, and, and things like that. I, so I'm, you know, if anything, what this twin season has done for me as like, probably helped me like focus on hey don't be such a homer keep studying on other teams because your home team hometown twins vikings wild timberwolves uh anything related to like this area uh are not worth collecting and you should now have to like broaden your horizons into where you should be collecting um wait wait, hold up that box of upper deck 2021 hockey as, as we say that right now, we have a, a nice hobby box of these are, might be the first hockey cards I've bought in like 20 years. Um, so hope, hoping that Yamir Yager is still in this, but maybe Dominic, Dominic Hasek. Oh, I was a huge Hasek. The, when they, I like, when they, 
I like the name Sebastian Giguere, even though I think he stuffed the wild in a couple. Uh, yeah, Jean Sebastian Giguere. He uh, he used oversized pads and just as a just a huge fuckery in that 0203 uh, <laughs> playoffs win. I think they won the cup, so I'm like looking back on it, whatever. But they uh, they had some real annoying players. They had Chris Pronger on that team, and he this was is, just this is Anaheim, right? Yep, just an they ass. Have, oh, uh, they didn't have any. Did they have brothers? What, yep. Who did the Sedins play for? They were with Vancouver. Yep. But they had they had Timo, uh, right? It's the Need Nieder not Niederreiter, Niederhoff. Oh, Scott Needham Niedermeyers, the Niedermeyer brothers. They're Niedermeyer. in their like 30s. They had played with the Devils for a while too. Um Scott Niedermeyer and somebody else. Uh but yeah, defensemen that were just like annoying. They're like top four defensemen are like all Hall of Famers or something in the nuts or should be or something. And it's just like plus they had I think uh, I think Paul Correa was gone. They might have had Tamu Solani still. There we go. That's uh, who I was thinking of. Yeah, Tamu. Uh, yeah, he was this dope. is one of those moments where I just like I wish I could will myself to like hockey. I, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Teams are great. The the history is great. Vintage hockey cards are some of the coolest things. Like anytime we go to three star, they usually three star sports cards in Bloomington and Little Canada, uh, incorrectly named Roseville, but they, they always have like vintage hockey cards out there i'm kind of like i'm always like that would be something to have even like mid 80s hockey cards are sweet like just awesome uh so what i'm hearing is specifically you're interested in baseball cards but only from like uh, a sports cards venture there's 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 zero of this is being fueled it's all from like a card standpoint not from like just a baseball fervor which even for me, I think I might, Woody, at this point in time, like pass on the top series one pack if they were still at Target uh, stores. And I've, I've, I've like, I've been like Pops Archive, I think is next in like terms of the old retail, maybe not archives, but I was just like, I, I'm just, I'm stopped. It's like a hard stop. Just nothing, nothing fucking matters unless something golden comes along. And then it might. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's tough. It's tough for a couple of things. One, I think since we last recorded, Target has officially announced that they're no longer selling any sports cards or trading cards in stores anymore. Uh, too many harassment of staff, which I totally support. I think that's such an ass move by... Um, we're definitely going to have to check the uh, explicit checkbox on the uh, yep. this yep. one. Uh, as, as frustration boils over eight, at, with the eight-day extension on May 15th for the Twins, but, you know, we've already covered that part. But, yeah, it's just like... The harassment of Target staff. Although, again, there's the one. I think I told you the story. I'll save the story because the story itself is not that exciting. Um, long story short, I almost got in a verbal argument with a Target security guard who is maybe like eight years younger than me. I avoided it. I did the right thing, but it was very close to happening. Um, he alone, he should be harassed plenty about about sports cards and him limiting what he stocks. But in general. It, it, it had gotten really bad. And, and I think that's a, it's a good thing to point out, but like it, this twin season specifically baseball as a whole, I feel like we wouldn't kind of mention with the NBA playoffs, but with this baseball season too, it does kind of feel like a couple things kind of a couple stars still have to align yet. And if they don't, it'll just be a good season. But if those stars do align, which is doable, like we could be really setting ourselves up for like, Oh man, if we had a game seven, San Diego, LA Dodgers, uh, yeah, you know, I was just an LCS to yep. go play a. I don't, I don't think the Yankees do it for me right now, but I uh, was filling the blank of AL team where it's just like 
loaded and there might not be one. It's probably going to be the white Sox, but like, man, like we could have a, a cool moment of that. That's probably the world series game, right? That's yeah. the game. Everyone wants to watch. It's, it's Padres. Yeah. It's Dodgers. It's a game seven. It's Kershaw on the mound in like the seventh inning. And you're like, is he going to be classic Kershaw and give up a bomb to Manny Machado to, to give up the lead? Or is he going to be like whites out Kershaw like last year? Um, like there's a lot of good stuff there, but, um, yeah, in general, that's just driven me to do this this new thing, which I usually like just to go rip packs and, and see what I can find. Uh, but I did lock down about three different Aaron Sabato cards last night and a couple other things I was kind of keen on, but uh, none, none of those things kind of really happened. But um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a lull. Um, I think the lull is only going to get more and more drastic until we get to August. August, right? There's a couple soccer things that for us specifically is going to be interesting, but like we're we're not going to really be able to like jump into those. And if you know Euro will be going, so who knows even what prices are going to be for that? But um, I I think this is a really good time for singles. That's kind of what I'm getting the hit, like especially non graded, um, because there's nothing to do with them. Like if they don't sell the singles, they can't send them into PSA. So everyone's just kind of like I kind of have to move these just to have some sort of flow going and some sort of action going. And I think there's a lot of not like truly steals happening out there, but like there's some good to great deals you can have of like, if you want, I think I bought a Sabato for like six bucks with shipping last night. I think that's a great price for a product that's been out for five days. Um, You know, and and yeah, maybe in like a year from now when he tears an ACL and has no future (laughs) with the twins and is stuck in like a single a ball, like maybe I could get that same card for a dollar free shipping but like any i've always felt anything under 10 bucks it's like it's just it's just good it's just a good buy so i love it i i uh wish i should be like i should be like writing all this down in a large font above uh the computer right here just to remind myself like have these guiding principles but (laughs) (laughs) i was just trying to think of it i i'm kind of like Baseball needs a Yankees-Boston series on the other side. Like, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. And maybe Chicago a lot in in lieu of one of those squads, but that's kind of like, then you get, like, baseball needs a big Dodgers-Padres versus Yankees-Boston ALCS and LCS. Like, I, they might need that this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I, Man, there is there is one. Now that you say that, there is got my you know little uh little bit of a maybe I don't know what you want to call it. Ooh, a light bulb went okay. off. You saying we need Boston Yankees? As much as I would yeah. hate to do this again, Boston, a team that overachieving, low expectations, tough place to be. What that usually means, as we know, is you start to do things that are uncharacteristically like part of your core beliefs could we go out there and maybe say hey you know what um i i see that you have three or four really good hitters and you got some good pitchers um but like you could use maybe some i don't know maybe some relief like maybe some not relief as in like relief pitching like maybe some like additional help there uh we noticed that hey uh you have a young corner, although probably just first baseman prospect. And by young, a twins young, as in 25 year old Bobby Dahlbeck, 
would you be interested in maybe a quick flip for one Nelson Cruz and give yourself 70 extra points in the batting average and the same power, if not better power. Um, if you want us to throw in Miguel Sano, we glad we will do it. Um, to I don't clear think out that first base. Martinez plays anywhere in the field though. is the only problem with the, uh, it is, it's a big, it's a big, uh, but, uh, it's unfortunate. Like maybe you could convince him like, Hey, it worked. Manny for some reason worked in left field. Could you throw JD out there? But yeah, no, it's, it's gonna be tough, but we got to start it. thinking like stuff like that of or, or some of these yeah. teams, like I said, some of these teams that are like, Hey, we're in a position we didn't think we were going to be in this year. What can you do for us? And it's like, can you, uh, you know, here's a perfect example. Like you said, uh, like from the menu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect example is this. And this is kind of my last point of the baseball stuff I want to end with on my end is, um, you talk about how we don't have pitching arms, right? We got out leveraged to well, last off season before uh, all that stuff went down where the one pitching arm we did have as a prospect, because we didn't know what to do with them. Granted, Rumor is we knew some things kind of like the Yohan Santana stuff that like maybe he might not be 6'4", 250. He might be 6'1", 270. Um, and he might have a throwing motion that puts way too much stress on the shoulder. And this dude is going to collapse in four years. But Bruce Dargraderall was the guy that like, hey, here's a guy we can flip. And instead of us saying, you know what, let's package him with another guy that's kind of at that same level and go get a top of the rotation guy. We got out leveraged and we're convinced that, Hey, you can have our fifth starter that jokes on you. We weren't planning on starting him in Kenta Maeda. Right. So it's like, there's there, those deals are always out there. And that's what I'm bringing this more up for not to say, Hey, let's go, you know, let's go try to find another team that overvalues a Kenta Maeda. And quite honestly, it could just be Kenta Maeda. Um, and see if we can go get a Gratterall type to come back where again, this year looks dead. So don't like, this oh, idea yeah. that we want to keep running these guys out to there to like try to win these meaningless games. It doesn't matter. And the draft stuff doesn't matter as much in baseball, but um, can we go out leverage a team? And for then the rest of this half season, the guys in double a, the guys, whatever. And then also next year we have a power arm. That, that's what I was. That, so to build up that and kind of try to tie a bow on it for this mm-hmm. uh, late May 15th slash May 23rd edition is like every single move. I, with that, like restock that farm system restock it just and if that means nick gordon plays on a regular basis if that means you know your your dhs pick the three dudes that are the exact same and they aren't the same but kirloff rooker like great grand those three guys split like three positions between them fantastic if that means any number of those other guys that we've said are on this everybody's available sheet are traded for double a single a younger prospects if not even younger prospects just guys with maybe some upside to replenish what we have like that's what i want to see i want to see a replenished arm system out of this and in particular arms 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 i agree i agree um i think uh i think we have a box of we have a hobby box of hockey speaking of uh, tis the season that needs to be opened up here. Yeah, that's that was my transition as well. As I think we have some packs that we need to rip, and there's only so much of a dead horse that we can beat. Dead horse being aka the 2021 Minnesota Twin season as of May 23rd. I will say new. Again, I don't. I, we, there has been one trade that's happened. I think there's a couple more that could. Um, let's hope that we're involved in those. Um, but I think checking back in a couple weeks and, and seeing. 
I did try to look up one thing real quick before we started recording in the sense of uh, looking at what was the record on May 23rd of the 2002 Moneyball Oakland A's, the team that went in 120 in a row in August and September, uh, hoping that they were also in a terrible spot like we were because that sounds picture, you know, portrayed in the movie. And uh, yeah, we're, we're even worse than them. So it's uh it's, it's, it's tough sledding over here in, yeah. in twins territory, it, but it's, it's me, man. It's done. Uh, that, that can be like back in a couple of weeks. And then we can ask ourselves that Rocco Belbelli is the head coach of this Minnesota twins club from 2022. Yeah. Do a little uh, work to see what third baseman are out there. We can trade for after we somehow are managed to dump Josh Donaldson uh, yep. elsewhere. Um, I maybe the Braves want him back. Hey, you want Donaldson back? We'll take Austin Riley back, and you can also have a prospect from us. We don't really care. Um, I did write up a mock 2022 uh, opening day lineup for the Twins, <laughs> and I I can't figure out third base. I just can't put myself to write Josh Donaldson's name there. I have Luis Arias's name there, but good God, that that scares the shit out of me. So, um, but uh, it it that's the kind of stuff we're doing in end of May here in. We've we got a third baseman. He'll be 20. It'll be perfect. He'll be our Tatis. It's Keone Cavaco. Is he a third baseman? I thought he was He's a shortstop. Third baseman. Third Let's baseman. put him in there. Let's put him in there. Let's put him in there. Yeah. We love yeah. 20 I like it. I like it. Uh-huh. On that note, I'm going to jump on eBay real quick and buy a couple uh refractor <laughs> autos of Keanu Cavaco. And you might be bidding against uh, your own family. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to text cousin Scotty and be like, quit bidding this up. This thing is not worth more than thirteen dollars. Uh, uh, I don't care I think, what you say. I think we've got we've got Scott off the case. We've we've put him on the scent of uh, autographed Dwayne Johnson the Rock Chrome cards from the aforementioned uh, sponsor of today's podcast, the twenty twenty Tops Chrome WWE package. Woody, perfect. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we'll check back in next time. Like I said, and, and update where we're at, and let you know what we uh, rip out of these. I don't know how many packs are in this box, but we got we got a few for tonight. So uh, with that, for Dave, uh, this has been Woody. This has been Flyover Territory Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace.